Hella fucked up now. This is the Chief Hoopers Podcast so, with CJ Gray. And I am CJ Gray. Word life. This is basic thugonomics. This is big basic thugonomics. I'm back. People hitting me up, be like, yo, yo, where was you at last week? We didn't get no pod last week. So yo, chill, simmer down. I was out someplace foreign. I was out abroad. Dodging snowflakes, dodging raindrops. Someplace hot with no mosquitoes. But I'm back. Let me live. Let me live, cuz. Let me live. I got JD, my engineer, in the background. Say what up, though. We got a good show for y'all. I'm coming solo. I might come solo every single week on your ass. That's how I feel. David Stern. He passed away since I since I last hit you guys up. Mm, we're going to get to that. Matter of fact, as a matter of blood clot, I'm going to do this right now. David Stern. This is basic thugonomics. This is basic thugonomics. Word life. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. Word life. This is basic, basic thugonomics. Word life. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. Check it out. Former great commissioner of the NBA, David Stern, passed away at the age of 77 years old. He was involved in the league for over 40 years. Uh, took over as the commissioner in 1984. What a hell of a run. What a legacy. Uh, the thing I must say I'm, I'm very impressed with is during his time, people called him many things. They bashed his name. They threw salt, they threw dirt on the name. Couldn't bring the man down. David Stern had a, a vision for the league. He had ideas. They said he was a they said he had a slave owner mentality. David Stern let those words hit his head, hit the body, and said, yo, he just shook it off. He shook it off, JD. He did that. And he continued with the vision that he had. For anybody out there who has the vision, <laughs> look up to David Stern. They bashed his name. They talked rude about the boy. Well, just look forward. He never wavered. Took the league to where he knew the league could be. If you don't know your history, you should probably Google it. Look, at, look up what the league was. During the time of David Stern Tape delayed games NBA finals were tape delayed Racism was an issue Drugs was an issue David Stern took the league and said Okay, drugs? Alright, let's just implement some stricter drug policies Racism? Let's showcase our black players Let's put them on a pedestal and let the world See who they are Let them shine Shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. He did that. There's three things though that I really, really admired about the David Stern run in the NBA. Check me out. 
First thing, he implemented a help start the WNBA. This is the Two People's Podcast with CJ Gray. Listen, I know you dudes don't like the WNBA, man. You feel like women shouldn't play sports. You women, you feel like women shouldn't talk sports. I think y'all are in need of a a, a mental reset. I, I, you know, I understand it. I understand why you guys say the things you say. But the women are here and they're making an impact. The WNBA was the beginning of that. I just read some news today. With average player salary is expected to bump up for this coming WNBA season to six figures. And it will only continue to rise, ladies and gentlemen. It's a hell of a product. If you ain't messing with it now, oh, you're going to mess with it later. Where else are we going to get the Simone Augustuses, the Sue Burrs, the Diana Taurasi's, the Liz Campages of the world? Where else? WNBA, baby. I know you dudes thinking, yo, that, I like my women feminine. Y'all shut up. Cut the nonsense. Nothing more sexy in the world. And seeing a woman go for a left-handed layup. High off glass. Over the six-foot center. Six-foot-seven center on the other squad. Nothing sexier. Y'all hating. Y'all gonna learn. WNBA. David Stern helped do that. Second thing I really enjoyed. In the David Stern area. Era. Can't talk. Era. Was. He, he upgraded the dream team. Prior to 1992, NBA players were not allowed to compete in the Olympics. The U.S. suffered an, an embarrassing loss to the Soviet Union in 1988. And the NBA's desire to push into the global marketplace changed after all of that. Dream Team was born, baby, 1992. They regained the throne. Now hear me. Hear me. Do I really care about the Dream Team? Nah. What I care about is the impact. <laughs> the impact. Hear that word, JD? Impact. The impact of that dream team worldwide, internationally. I'm all about international. Was immense. And you put together the things that came out of that. Six years later, Dirt and Whiskey was drafted into the NBA. To this day, right now, the MVP of the NBA is Giannis Attentacumpo. That man from Greece, international. NBA champions? <laughs> Where are the NBA champions from? Toronto. Toronto Raptors, baby. Every time helped do that too. He put two teams in Canada. And then flopped. Don't talk about that too much. But he did that. 
He did that. Third thing. Third thing. David Stern implemented the player dress code in 2005. Now, I know it's not the popular opinion. I know y'all thinking right now. Yo, yo, CJ, you, you cooning right now. You, you, you enjoyed David Stern telling the NBA players how to dress? You, you enjoyed him sucking out pieces of hip-hop and black culture and taking what he likes out of it? No, 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 no. Let's take a trip back. Let's look back. Let's look back with 2020 vision because we in 2020. This is the Two Hoopers podcast with CJ Gray. Let's look back. He implemented that because the league had an image problem. Sponsors and people that wanted to give money to the league. TV deals shine away from the league because they looked at the league like a bunch of like the, like the guys that were playing and they were a bunch of thugs. Thugs. They said that, Jada. That's what they thought about the league. Huh. David Stern said, Yeah, we got some thugs. We got a few thugs. Montel. But the majority, the large majority of our league is. Bunch of classy, marketable young men, African Americans, Caucasian, whatever. We got that. They're marketable. How can we fix this? Davidson said simply, images, perception. So if we tell the players to don't want to button up, suit up before the game. Yeah, they might still have a few, a few thugs out there, but at least the peoples won't be so intimidated by these big guys. They look at them as professionals. Fool them a little bit, you know what I mean? Not to say the people need to, needed to be fooled. Just to say at that time, in 2005, people weren't understanding of hip-hop and pop, uh, of, of hip-hop culture, of black culture the way they are now. They're more accepting of it now. And still work needs to be done. Don't get me wrong. David Stern said, listen. Don't want to button up. Don't want a suit. For all NBA events. Come to the arena buttoned up. You're going to do that, uh, that, um, that, uh, that child initiative project out in, uh, out in the streets with the NBA's name on it? Listen, man. Don't want to button up. Look classy. You know what's great about this, Jada? The players didn't like it at first. But they flipped the game on it. They embraced it after a while. Started with Dwayne Wade. And they said, you know what? Hmm. Hmm. We're going to make this our thing. We're going to make this our thing. And thus, you have what you have today. NBA players walking down through the arenas. In their attire It's a fashion show out there It's a runway David Stern helped do this Players are getting deals To wear clothes to the arena David Stern said Yo you got money right now in 2005 But I can get you some more money 
I can bring more money to you. Just suit up. Follow me. Did that. What a run, man. What a run. Now, there is a few few negative things about the David Stern era. The uh the owning of the New Orleans Hornets at one time. They vetoed the Chris Paul trade. They took away the Vancouver uh, Grizzlies, brought them to Memphis. Yeah, Supersonics lost their team. But for the most part, the NBA is in great hands right now. Was in great hands, has been passed on to great hands now with David Stern. I mean, uh, Adam Silver. The game of basketball as a whole, internationally. Good. It's good. David Stern, you did that. Rest in peace. We see you. One, two, one, two. Microphone check, one, two. All right, so... um, This is the Two Hoopers Podcast with CJ Gray. So we had some exciting events this past week. Kendrick Perkins, Kevin Durant, Twitter beef. (laughs) JD, you saw this one? Saw them beefing on Twitter? You got Twitter? It was going at it on Twitter, JD. Should have seen it. Um, I somewhat followed this live As it happened uh, I caught Kendrick Perkins' first tweet and Something said to me Huh Huh I believe uh, I believe Kevin Durant's gonna respond to this Huh This first tweet went out On January 9th At 11.43am I thought, yeah, I thought Kevin Durant would be up at that time. I thought he'll, you know, I think, I think, I think he would respond. What else he got to do? Some rehab? Probably did some early morning rehab. He up. <laughs> this is the Two Hoopers podcast. Yeah, I was right. 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 It went down, man. If you don't, if you don't know what happened, y'all got to go on Twitter, Google it. KD, Kendrick Perkins, Twitter. The whole combo come up. But my favorite part about it, my favorite part about it was KD's tweet. And it goes as such. And that quote. Yeah, and our starting center at Kendrick Perkins averaged a whopping two and three during that series. You played hard though, champ. LOL. That's a response to Kendrick Perkins saying that KD had lost in the second round. There's more context to this. Please go ahead. Read the Twitter back and forth if you don't know what I'm talking about before you continue listening to this. But um, I really like that tweet because I really want to know whether or not Kevin Durant had that had those thoughts, uh, stats off the top of his head. You thought he had off the top of his head, JD? You think he knew what Kendrick Perkins' stats were during that series? The series he's referring to, I believe, was... The one against Memphis. 
uh, I think it was the 2013 playoffs. 2013 against Memphis, Russell Westbrook was hurt. He had been hurt in the round prior, thanks to Pat Beverly. Uh, and Kendrick Perkins went on to average two points on 26% shooting. And yeah, just under four rebounds, three. Whether he knew it or not, and even if he went out and checked basketball reference for them stats, that's a great comeback. It's a great comeback to what Kendrick Perkins was saying. What a time in the NBA. 2013, 2012, 2013. Memphis Grizzlies went on to beat the OKC Thunder. The grid and grind Memphis Grizzlies. Interesting time then. I thought uh, the Thunder were going to win the chip that year. I remember. I thought, uh, I think this is after they lost James Harden. And I thought, uh, yeah, I thought KD and Russ were going to get the job done. Russ just could have last, man. Pat Beverly got him. Pat Beverly got him. What? Pat Beverly got you, man, Russ. He got you. What? Yeah, he got you. Bro, what are you talking about, man? He got you, man. He got you. Took you out, man. Meniscus done. To your credit, man, I don't know how you playing the way you do with all those surgeries you got in the past few years, man. That's, pff, credit to Russ, man. Credit to Russ. What I will, what I really, really want to say about this back and forth is, man, the media, the media coverage of this is nasty. They got Kevin Durant looking like he's crazy or something. Like he lost. Like, like this was a serious thing. Nah, man. These brothers have love for each other, man. These brothers got love for each other. You see some of that love in the tweets back and forth to each other. There's a part where Kendrick Perkins agrees with what Katie's saying. Katie responds back with the handshake emoji. It's love between these guys. It's not that serious. Never think I like. Uh, it's not that serious. Let me say that. Ain't nothing wrong with Kevin Durant. Y'all say he's too sensitive, too emotional. Nah, ain't a damn thing wrong with Kevin Durant. What? No, no. Listen, there ain't a damn thing wrong with Kevin Durant. The man is emotionally stable. He's got some time on his hands. He's seen some things out in the world, and he feels like defending his name. If y'all ain't gonna talk uh, talk good about him, let Kevin Durant himself talk good about himself. What's wrong with that? They have, they have got him. They got the media got us thinking that this man Kevin Durant needs psychological help. He got psychological issues, JD. That's what they're saying about the man out here. Why he responding to this this rhetoric on Twitter? Cause he feels like he, he got time on his hands. I feel like some of y'all out there would do the same thing. <laughs> it is what it is, though. Another thing I liked about this, Kendrick Perkins, man. I really think he's a, a star as far as it comes when it, with media. I, he's really, really good. He's really, really good at what he does. Tells it how he sees it. He ain't afraid to back up his words when he gets pressed. 
I even see him encourage his co-hosts, his colleagues to speak up whenever he's around. He, 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 he says stuff like this. Yo, speak your mind because if such and such comes and confronts you, send him to me and I'll handle it. Hey, hey. ESPN got themselves an enforcer. I love it. He out here reporting like he played, just being an enforcer. He got $8 million a year, by the way, uh, during that 2012-2013 season when he averaged 2-4 and four in a series. Yikes, Kendrick. Yikes. Not, not the greatest of luck. But get your money, though. Who can be mad at that? Kendrick. What I really want to say, man, is, man, yo, just, yo, we know you're the biggest dude in the building, ESPN buildings. Yo, chill with the bully tactics. Just state you open and you get pressed. Show you the biggest, biggest dude in the building and keep it moving. You ain't got to always be fronting like you the biggest dude. Like, who you trying to intimidate through the TV? Like, chill, my guy. You can't intimidate me through the TV. There's a screen, there's a bunch of cables in the back of the TV. You cannot intimidate me through the TV. Chill, my guy. Intimidate the people in the building. Intimidate the people that you confront or confront you when you say shit. Can't your purpose be out here trying to challenge regular folk just watching ESPN? Yo, chill, my guy. Relax, chill. I got it, you. Intimidate me through the TV, man. But he is a star, though. He he's he's got his place, ESPN, and uh, hopefully his career continues to blossom. The question is, though, at the end of it all, this is: Is Russell Westbrook Mr. Thunder? I say nah. What? I said nah, man. He ain't Mr. Thunder. Bro, you, you ain't. Talking about man. Kevin Durant is Mr. Thunder. He will always be Mr. Thunder. Um, listen, man. He is the greatest player to put on that uniform. What he did. Man. Now, I will say it's close. It's very, very close. Because after KD left, Russ put up triple-double seasons. He went on to win MVP. Took the Thunder to the playoffs by himself, albeit first round exit. I'm not holding that against Russ because in those playoff uh, appearances, he played hella hard. He didn't shoot the greatest, but he played hella hard with passion. I can't fault nobody for being competitive and playing like they care. He came up short. It's no fault of his. Remember, I think last year... Paul George never really stepped up. He has shoulder issues. The team isn't the greatest, wasn't the greatest around him. But, K, uh, but Russ did his thing. And he made it a very, very compelling argument. Who is Mr. Thunder? For me, I say KD. And for anyone that says Russ, I'm not even going to argue with you. I'm not. I'm going to hear you out. I'm going to be like, you know what? Hey, you could be right. But I think what KD did in his seasons there, Matches what Russ did. Took them to the finals. He was the man. Hell, he took them to the finals, JD. Now, it was a hell of a roster. He had, uh, he had Russ. Russ was, uh, 
playing out of his mind, competing like he was the the top man on the team. You had Mr. James Harden, Surgical Abaka. I call him Surgical. Surgical Abaka. What? He had a hell of a team, but KD made it work. Got into the finals. Didn't quite win it. And to no fault of his, that team never returned to the finals. It wasn't his fault. Russ went down one year. KD had some unfortunate injuries. Management didn't re-sign James Harden. They didn't re, uh, they didn't uh, they traded away Serge Ibaka. They didn't invest in the team the way they should have. Just unfortunate events. But even still, during KD's time there, he had a hell of a run. How many scoring tiles he got? Lord knows. Listen, how? Come on, man. Come on, man. He is Mr. Thunder, in my opinion. Nonetheless, man. Entertaining, entertaining dispute spat on Twitter between Kendrick and KD over an interesting argument. KD or Russ? Who's Mr. Thunder? Y'all can tell me who you think it is. Then again, just kind of old. Who cares? <laughs> I did that. He for real. He for real. He for real. He for real. Uh, I want to talk about NBA trades, potential NBA trades. The trade deadline, I believe, is February 6th. Just before the All Star break. I remember when Boogie got traded at the All Star weekend. <laughs> Boogie Cousins, man. This is the Truth Podcast with CJ Grip. Boogie, boogie, boogie. But listen, this year, the trade market is looking pretty good. Uh, There's a list of guys that can go anywhere. I'm not going to go through everything. But here's some things that I would like to see. Kevin Love, I'd like to see him get the hell out of Cleveland. It's nasty out there. Get out of there. That's the wrong thing. Regardless, get out of there, Kevin Love. Don't break your hand in the process. This guy's slamming chairs and stuff in Toronto, yelling at people, talking about I make more money and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Kevin Love, chill. Kobe Altman, general manager of the Cavs. Get that boy out of there, man. Do some young pieces. Move that boy. Where would I like to see Kevin Love? I would like to see Kevin Love with the Boston Celtics. Either him or Andre Drummond. That's another guy that's... That's that could that could be possibly traded. That could be possibly traded. Andre Drummond, Boston Celtics. I'd like to see Drummond with the Boston Celtics more than Kevin Love. Actually, I think he fits with them because Boston's got four other scorers on the on the court at all times or most of the time. Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward. I think putting a guy in there like Andre Drummond to go swallow up rebounds. Play defense, move your feet on the perimeter, be somewhat of an interior force. I can see Andre Jumman fitting in and being able to guard the other big men out west, mainly Joel and B. 
he would be a perfect compliment in my opinion for Boston Celtics and I would like to see that. Towns. I don't believe Towns is getting traded. Now, there is an interesting thing, uh, thing out there. People are saying or it, it's very likely that he could be traded to Miami, Golden State. I don't see it happening during this trade deadline. I see it happening in the offseason. But uh, seeing Towns get out of Minnesota and do his thing on a contender. And if it does happen to be Golden State Warriors, Lord have mercy. Lord. Lord, 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 Lord. It would be crazy. I don't think D'Lo will be traded. Not even going to talk about it. I think D'Lo will finish the season out with the Warriors. I don't see Gallinari being traded by the Thunder. Or Chris Paul or Steven Adams. I think they finished out the season. I don't see CJ McCollum going anywhere. I think he'll finish out the season. I don't got no intel, by the way. I said I think. Somebody hit me up uh, about something I said in another episode, a prior episode. Like I, bro, I don't got intel. I'm just giving my opinion, like the whole world does. I'm just never do giving my opinion. Take it or leave it, man. Shit. Andre Iguodala, where will he be at? I say Andre Iggy will eventually get to the Lakers. I think Darren Collison will also get to the Lakers. Don't know if both of them going there is possible. But if Andre Iggy does not go to the Lakers, I see him going to Dallas, helping them out, um, helping them as a, uh, they're helping the perimeter defense and being another playmaker out there. Take things off Luka Doncic just a, just a little bit, just a little bit. I see the Pelicans keeping their veterans. And trying to make a playoff run. I said it. I said it. I said the Pelicans, man. They're going to try to make a playoff run. They're going to try to catch the Spurs or whoever's at the bottom of the, uh, those Western Conference standings. They're playing good right now. They're balling. Lonzo. What you rocking? Zio Toe. <laughs> Lonzo's balling right now, man. Brandon Ingram's been balling. Ken, uh, J.J. Reddick's running around a million screens. Letting it rip. From inside the arena. Oh. Oh, J.D. Hey, hey, hey. This is coming back soon. Guess who's coming back soon, Jada? Zion Williamson. He's coming back. Dunk on your head top. JD, be careful. You might dunk on your head top. Exactly. You be in your house watching TV. Let's still dunk on your head top. I'm excited to see Zion come back. I see him sleeping on the bench. Zion, get all the sleep you need, bro. Listen, bro. Get all the sleep you need. Eat all the Popeyes and spinach you need. 
The return is imminent. Oh, man. What a time to be alive. Speaking of what a time to be alive, did y'all hear that uh, Drake and Kendrick song? You heard the song, J- Jada? Drake and Kendrick? I like this track, man. I like this track. Uh, I thought they did their thing on this one. I thought they killed it. The video for this uh, for this, uh, for this this song is dope. Have you seen the video yet? Like usual. Like usual. Nonetheless, man, great song. It's going to be played relentlessly during the All-Star Weekend coming up soon. I'm not going to talk about the All-Star situation right now on the voting. I'm going to leave it to next week. But listen, man, this is the True Hoopers Podcast. This is the True Hoopers Podcast. I am CJ Gray. I'm back. And don't you dare forget it. Said what I had to and did what I did. Never turn my back on FBG, God forbid. Virgil got a paddock on my wrist, doing front flips. Giving you my number, but don't hit me on no dumb shit. Working on the weekend like usual. Way off in the deep end like usual. Niggas swear they passed us, they doing too much.